This series of podcasts that I'm making are all about oral reading and its connection to literacy. And so, before I do anything else, let me remind my listeners that when we read to children, we don't have to read at the level they read at. We can read books that are harder for them to read themselves. By reading to children, though, we open up the world to them in a way they never have it open to them when they're reading in school for us as teachers or as parents. Literacy today is all about taking what we read and applying the thoughts And so what I'm going to do is to try to show you how you can take a book, the books that I read and books that I've read on my own but not created a series of podcasts about, and how you can use those books to deepen learning and therefore enhance literacy because literacy today means more than just understanding the words that you read and the story. It's about applying it. So I've just finished reading Charlotte's Web by E.B. White. And first of all, let me tell you a little bit about E.B. White and Charlotte's Web. I choose my books carefully when I read to students. I always did. And the books I choose, I choose because they have something in them that appeals to the young reader or young listener, but also provides scope for new learning. E.B. White was born in Mount Vernon, New York. He was the sixth of a group of children And his father was the president of a piano firm. (coughs) He had a very enjoyable growing up. And while he was at school, he began to become a writer because he was a sports writer sometimes for the New York Times. After graduation, White worked for the United Press and he wrote articles on a variety of different topics. He decided to move to New York City, where he applied for a job working for The New Yorker when it was first founded in 1925. The person who took his application was Catherine Angel, who was the literary editor and the founder and the editor-in-chief. She read his work and gave him a job. After he started to work there, he and Catherine had an affair, which led to her divorce and him marrying her. After that, they were married and they had a a son. In Charlotte's Web, White shows us how he loved animals. 
He was described as a quiet man who disliked publicity, and during his time at the New Yorker, he would slip out of his office to the fire to the nearby branch of a store to avoid visitors who he didn't want to know or meet. Sadly, he developed Alzheimer's disease and died at the in 1985 at his home. He and his wife are buried in the cemetery side by side, and she had died in 1977. As an interesting aside, he also wrote the book called The Elements of Style, which was a standard book of grammar for university students in high, when they were taking uh, English. Now, what is Charlotte's Web all about? Charlotte Webb was awarded the Newbery Award for Best Book of the Year. It didn't win the Best Book, but it was considered a runner-up. The winner of the in the year 1952 was Secret of the Andes by Anne Nolan Clark. What's Charlotte's Web all about? Well, it tells the story about of the Arable family who lived on a farm and they had a group of piglets. And Wilbur was the litter of the of the uh, was the the littlest pig in the litter rather sorry and so his 8-year-old the 8-year-old daughter fern becomes attached to him and doesn't want mr arable her father to destroy the litter of the the runt of the litter because he didn't think it would grow and could be fed enough to fatten up for for uh, food. Fern takes on the looking after of Wilbur, and as Wilbur spends the spring and it turns into summer, he grows so big that he can no longer live in the arable's yard. So Fern's parents suggest selling him to the Zuckermans for $6. And the Zuckermans agree that Fern can come and look after Wilbur. So Lil Wilbur moves to the Zuckermans, and he lives in a dark, fragrant corner of the barn. And he enjoys Fern's frequent visits, but he's lonely. So he tries to develop friends in the barn. Everybody avoids him, except... Charlotte, who is a spider, and she lives in a web above Wilbur's sty. At one point in the story, the sheep, an old sheep, tells Wilbur that he's being fed so well because they're fattening him up to be sold for meat at Christmas time. And Wilbur becomes very upset and he starts to complain and he tells Charlotte about his problem. And Charlotte 
determines because she likes Wilbur that she's going to save him. And she uses her web and weaves words into her web so that nobody thinks about fattening Wilbur up for meat, but rather because he has something to offer. And people come to see this miraculous thing of a spider's web that has words in it. Eventually, the end of the summer season comes and they take Wilbur to the fair well, where Wilbur is admired by one and all. And he, he doesn't win the best prize at the fair, but he wins an additional prize. And he has to thank Charlotte for that. The rest of the story is all about how Charlotte has to create a sack with her eggs and she's going to die and she tells Wilbur and Wilbur begs her to come with her with him to the fair and so Charlotte comes with her her uh, sack of of uh, eggs and after Wilbur wins his special prize Charlotte dies and Wilbur promises that he's going to take all of the spiders that come out of the egg sack back with them to the barn and ever after one or two or three of the eggs from the spiders living in the barn survive him. It's a wonderful story and children have loved it since 1952 when it was written. But what can you do as a teacher or a parent to help a child learn from listening to or reading Charlotte's Web and deepening knowledge? So here are some examples. First of all, one of the things in Charlotte's Web is it draws a very distinct difference between what the males in the story and the females in the story do. Of course, because it was in the 50s, that was standard fare. But one of the things that could be done because young children don't know what life was like then, they can make a list of the ways in which males and females are treated differently in that story compared to today. Something else they can do is they can create a, a manual of how to raise a pet pig for somebody interested, what to feed the pig, what the pig needs to sleep on, and so forth. You could make a model of the barnyard and where the sty was and where Charlotte was and where Templeton the rat was and where the sheep were and so on and where the house was that the Zuckermans lived in. Children could play at reporting on the event of the judging of the best pig in the show and write a they could write a report for the newspaper or they could interview using the what's what's uh, YouTube or TikTok and do a series of interviews with either 
Charlotte or Wilbur or Fern or whatever. They could a child could write a sequel to the book. What happens the next year when Charlotte is gone and there are three new spiders in the barn? They could write, somebody, a group of children could make advertisements for visiting the farm to see the words that Charlotte wove into her web. And they could have an art activity that way. Something else they could do is researching county fairs and all about the 4-H societies where children raise animals or bake or do whatever and show off their, their wares at the fair. In Ontario, of course, we have the Royal Winter Fair, so there's an interesting lead in there that you can do with students. Charlotte's Web was made into a movie. And one of the things you could do if you read this to older students is after they've read the book, let them see the movie and then compare. Are the stories the same? Do the same things happen in the same order? How do they portray what happens? Today, you can have lots of fun with the students looking at the movie and thinking about what was done with CGI and what was done with acting and real people. A student could do a, a project on the life cycle of the spider, being born and raised, and what happens when the spider matures and begins to weave its web. There's also all about silk and the silkworm that's used in China to create fabric. And lastly, making a project about the different family farms then and now. How do farms today differ from what farms were like as they were described in Charlotte's Web. Because 70 years ago, 80 years ago, farming was very different. So you can see there's a whole bunch of ways, a whole variety of ways children could follow up or do projects based on what they learned in Charlotte's Web. And each project takes them down to explore new areas that forces them to read, to write, to speak, and to think. And all of those help to develop literacy. I can't, I can't recommend Charlotte's Web highly enough.